before we get into this episode, this is being recorded via the web. So if the sound is a bit boom, boom, chicky, chicky, doom, then we would like to apologize. I hope you guys enjoy. Afrolip fam, oh my goodness, this is a special, special episode. A, I'm missing my, one, I'm missing my co-host, Lantia, but B, I have an amazing guest with me on the show today. He, you know, you may have heard his jams, you may have, you know, if you live in the, you know, tri-state area, you may have seen him perform with Wale and Jadzana, you know, he's gone on tour here and there, here and there. He's known in this <laughs> and known internationally. I am with Manny Wells. My brother, my cousin. Cousin, cousin, right? I guess he's East and West. You know what's funny? Kenyans get called the Nigerians of East Africa. Which I don't really, really like sometimes because I'm like, what does that mean? But <laughs> it, means, it means y'all are lit. Man, it means we're lit. <laughs> it means y'all are lit. Yeah, yeah, we get called the yeah, and there's Matt. I feel like there's a there's a love, there's a love there, you know? There's a love there between East yeah. and or at least between Kenya and Nigeria. There's a love. But yes, welcome to Afrolit. Um, I'm really excited to have you and just thank you for having me more of your story and yeah I guess you know so first things first we always start out with like rep your set rep your area codes I know you got like three top three two top area codes what are the what is the area code for um Nigeria ah oh pop quiz <laughs> It might be like 805 or something. It's 805 plus 805? Because I know for Kenya, that's plus 254. Oh, 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 plus 23. Oh, the, okay, yeah, plus 234. Plus 234. Yeah. And then DMV. What is the DMV? DMV. Well, DMV has a few. DMV has. So what's DC yours? DC has like 202 minus 240. 240. It's 301. It's 443. Oh, I've heard 301. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Those are the those are the main two because you know I feel like uh, if you maybe I, this might date myself but I remember when my mom used to get the calling card and she mm-hmm. used to like mm-hmm. you know put yeah. that plus two five four uh-huh. zero eight zero two shout out boss revolution yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo boss revolution wow you know That's we know crazy. those ones when she would yeah. send you to go buy the card and you just be like mm-hmm. hey, you gotta go to the corner store. i gotta yeah yeah crazy oh man but yeah so tell me a little bit more just about you know because I really like, and I don't know if you've heard this term called um, third culture kid, but it's the idea of someone being born in one place, being raised in another place, or, and then like living in another place. And I feel like a lot of, you know, international kids, African kids are, you know, have that characteristic of just being able to like move and fit into so many different spaces without knowing it. So tell me more just about your experience of being, you know, I'm sure Nigerian in the home, but then, you know, you're American, quote unquote, American outside and what that meant for you growing up. 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't. My own experiences were relatively different because I didn't really like experience all of like the name callings. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't. It definitely like wasn't super easy, but it wasn't like as hard as people, you know, like. You know, yeah. my, my, like I, I like my first day in school. I remember this kid tried to pick on me, and I was like, "You good? I snipe, or I will beat you." And then at that, after that, I was like, "Oh shoot! Like this guy, he, he ain't he ain't sweet." Yeah, so maybe, maybe. And this was like fifth grade. Like the dude smacked me, and I smacked him back. Like, what's yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> you came quick like, with it. You came quick yeah. with it. So. Maybe that's why they're like, oh, E is cool. E, E. Oh, Emmanuel's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. After that, he's like, oh, what's up, bro? <laughs> sometimes you just got to stand up to bully sometimes. But yeah, um, that's true. I remember, however, I remember like sometimes just trying mm-hmm. to fit in into like the American culture and like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to sound more American sometimes, trying to do this. But I don't, I guess it just happens when. To most people, when you're young, I was, yeah. this is between like nine to twelve. Yeah, it's like oh, I want to do this. But other than that, it was cool experience. I was like super African, super Nigerian, hey. um, and I just remember always just being okay with that. I don't yeah. think I was ever like I wish I was. I've never wished I was American. Right. That's you know yeah. that's interesting because I feel like. You don't, nobody wishes to be quote unquote American, but we definitely, you know, want to be able to live here freely and like participate in society. I mean, so it's like a weird, like America, that's why I always like to say like, sometimes America doesn't feel like a real place because it's like, no one really wants to claim the identity. I mean, there are some people, crazy people who do. Mm -hmm. Right, right. (laughs) This year has shown their courage. Um, who claim that identity, but like, I feel like because when you understand what America was built on, you kind of stem away from that, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I would want to know, like, you know, and that's interesting because I think even in your like upbringing, because I'm sure, you know, those the Afrolet fam who may not necessarily know you, you know, they, I'm sure that they've heard the music and like, I feel like, you may not necessarily like address that in the music, but you can say there's stories that you've enjoyed telling, you know, and you always tell stories in your song. So it's like, was yeah. that something that started from a young age, just you hearing various types of music where you knew that you wanted to like make a story within your song, or is that just how you express yourself creatively? I think, I think it's just how I express myself in general, because like, yeah. Like even even in conversation, I can be talking to someone and like my Nigerian accent just comes out. Yeah. And you know, like I think that duality bleeds through the music as well, where I don't have to say, "Hey, I was born in Nigeria and I grew up in America." Right. It's like you can hear the voice doesn't sound like Chris Brown. Like the tone is <laughs> the yeah. drums could be trapped, but the percussion is clearly after like talking drum from Nigeria you know what I'm saying so like me just being myself growing yeah. up I mean being born in Nigeria and growing up here yeah I just kind of like live that through the music and um 
people are able to kind of question like, yo, what is that? Or I like, oh, like I, I, I kind of get it because I, it feels, it like it feels like them mm. without me even saying this is you as well. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 No, and I think that's that's the beauty about you know music and even like creativity because I'm sure you know you're not just limited to the music. I'm sure there's more mm-hmm. that we're gonna get from you know Manny Wells, a but lot. right, a lot. a lot more. So talk to me more just about like artist life in quarantine. Like I think I saw this quote that was just like you know, you, like, right now, with all that's going on, everyone is so reliant on artists and creativity and just, like, whether it's playing music or having, you know, like, painting, drawing, like, we're all kind of tapping back into that aspect of ourselves, because I like to believe everyone is created, but we all, creative, but we all have different gifts, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just talk to me about, like, your, how has your process changed? Are you, like, has this moment inspired you? Has it made you feel kind of you know slumped like because i know that this is not, this has not been easy 2020 has not been yeah. it's been um it started off weird when as soon as like quarantine hit i was yeah. just confused and i kind of like i kept creating until like were you home like in maryland or were you mm-hmm. i was home yeah like okay. I, I i didn't even like I told myself I wasn't going nowhere till next year, but I had to, <laughs> I had to go to LA. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't playing. Yeah, but I was home. I didn't go to the grocery stores. I didn't. I didn't leave. Oh, the you house. were real. You were real poor. You weren't on these like sneak out. Let me just pop out where the gloves and the. <laughs> no, no. I didn't what go. is it? CDC mask approved. No, I stayed my butt. My ass was home. I didn't go out till June first. Yo. Which was that's when, good. and that's, and I went to a protest. Yes. Wow. Yeah. 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 George Floyd. So that yeah. was like, that was like my, oh, I can't, I can't be home right now. Yeah. Like I got yeah. Food, you know? Yeah. So, and then during that month, I didn't even, I was just, I was just broken. Mm. Like I was just torn. So I didn't create till like July, mm. maybe mid July. I was just like, I just turn off music. I would just look at my phone, consume a lot of news, and play FIFA. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. it. That's like, so, I didn't even and pray. That's it. I didn't yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's real. And I think, you know, now, you know, now being like, what, four months out from that moment, but still, you know, we still are, there's so much that we're continuously fighting. And there's so much that we um, have seen that forces that be are just not taking seriously and the youth are not, you know, we're not having that anymore, you know? And I think that it's so, you know, this year has been so tumultuous, but I think the beauty is that like, it's really uncovering all truths, you know, that needed to be addressed once Mm -hmm. and for all. You know, and so even from, you know, the George Floyd movement to now, you know, and SARS, like, how have you been able to just maintain that place of just, you know, because I know that you had slumps that you like you just mentioned, like in June, but now just coming out of that, because I'm sure, you know, releasing, which we'll get to, we'll get to the Project Mirage, but like, you know, having that and releasing that and then and SARS is going on, you know, and apparently this is something 
that um, has been taking place for quite a while. Like, you know, SARS didn't start yesterday, which I wanted to really get into as well, you know, like, if there's mm-hmm. something that, or if this is something that you've known about, but now it's, or like the Nigerian community has known about, and now it's just kind of making it to the mainstream. So tell, tell the people more just about like how you were able to now just cope, you know, because this is two home fronts, you know, George, from George Floyd to NSARS. Uh, God mm. and the people around me just just conversations and not consuming too much. So George Floyd, I consumed. I took, I took everything in. Yeah. A lot of, the, like the other incidents, like even with NSARS, I consumed, but I consumed to 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 learn more and not to be filled with like anger. For George Floyd, I was just really confused and I was just looking, watching, 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 yeah. watching a video, yeah. and. Or in SARS, I was just able, I'm just able to have conversations with people around me, like Nigerians, Africans, right. African Americans, mm-hmm. and just having people that kind of feel the same way, but we're all able to encourage each other. It's like, mm. you know, like we have a job here, like, let's keep, let's keep going. Let's keep pushing. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's just keep going. Like we can, yeah. we can do, we can we can change things and just encouraging each other. And as far as SARS, honestly, I knew of corrupt policemen, but I didn't know that they had a name. Mm, yeah. I didn't know. Like didn't it was a team, that. like, you know, like yeah. they're dedicated to this. Yeah. I just, I just, I just thought all policemen in Nigeria were bad. <laughs> Same. In, that, in Kenya, yeah, 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 yeah. When I was when, when I started seeing SARS, I'm like, what is like SARS? I, at first, I was like, yo, they. I when I I thought they were talking about the producer, and I was like, why? Are you, <laughs> yeah. Why are you trying to end SARS? He's so yeah, good. Like, like, what did he do? Yeah. <laughs> so I started looking and I researched. I googled, and I was like, oh my god, this is a, this is an anti-robbery squad. squad. Like, I didn't, you know, so, um. But not nah, like I'm so for the movement because you know there's just always the system is so corrupt mm. and like it ties back to like colonization and yeah people just being put in place and giving them enough to feed their greed and not worry mm. about other things and then ultimately like the white man the white European man is still winning yeah. and still controlling things in like Africa so that's 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 really the start of it. If we if we look at the root, and if we can if we can get rid of that 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 uh that relationship or that that if we can get rid of that thing that seed, like uproot the tree, like literally, yeah. literally um I don't know if I lost you. No no no, you're here. I think okay. Yeah. Literally um uproot that that the tree. I think it'd take a while, but we can kind of work towards a better Africa, not just a better Nigeria, because I think that if mm. SARS really ends and if Nigeria becomes a better place for the whole of Africa and black, you know, I think yes. affect, I think I think it'll be like a domino effect and it'll hit completely Kenya. It'll hit uh Liberia, Uganda, Liberia, Uganda, Liberia, yeah, Congo. Congo, everywhere in Africa because like 
Mm-hmm. There's so much of an uprising with the youth and not just with, with black youth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. Everyone just wants to know where the problem is and how we get rid of the problem. So even if we're not here in a hundred years, our kids have a better live in a better yeah. world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um so like just finding out about SARS was like, oh, they got a name. Yeah, get rid of them. Just like it's done. <laughs> yeah, but that's not even the end though. It doesn't stop there. Mm. Because getting rid of SARS, I don't know if we can get rid of SARS without getting rid of a corrupt government. Mm. Because SARS is, is is funded and controlled by the government. But then they're so corrupt that they don't even, like some of these policemen don't make $250 a month. I know. It's a month. Yeah. I, yeah. Imagine, I, what? Imagine going to the... the <laughs> Telling the, the house people here, oh, I'm sorry, I only have $250 for, for rent here. They'll look at you like I use. Not even, money. because if you're making less than two, like, you can't use all, can't, like, exactly. I only have, like, $20 for rent. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, the fact that people are living like that, and out of that, they got to feed families. Like, mm. why wouldn't they despise somebody that looks like me getting money? Like, they hate me because to them, I just wake up, I sing, they pay me, I make beats. Yeah, that's it. And it's like, what? I'm out here. So they're trying to get rid of us. And in order to stop that, we got to get rid of bad governments. And bad governments, corrupt governments run all over the world. Mm. But in Africa, it's really disgusting. It's a different level of greed. This isn't, yeah. It's like, because like, you know what it is too? And I don't know if, and you've said really great points. I think that it's important for us to really understand the issue, you know? Because sometimes I feel like on social media, because there's so many voices, it really gets convoluted and like no one, no one understands. And then people, you know, were calling out celebrities, which is like a huge, which I think was good. But at the same time, it's like, there's like, you're saying there's bigger issues. You know what I mean? Like, we're not like celebrities can't change government. You know, that's what people do. You know, people can like really change government and change the, the thoughts and like change the ideas and like, it's really a stemming of black youth. And I think that, you know, it's interesting. And I would love to understand like your take on how, because Nigeria being one of the, I think it is the largest black nation in, um, in the world, you know, how that can like translate into just like us being in the diaspora, you know? And like, if they're like, like you said, it is a domino effect, but I wonder like, do you think that there can be more like if they if we bring attention to them that they'll will there will actually be like a change in government you know like do you really see that happening like through us or do you see that happening just because of all the people on the ground you know because i always wonder sometimes like because i'm here like how much of an impact can i have back home like is it for me to just empower the people that are there or can my stance empower them too I think, I think, I think it's both mm. because the people on ground apply a certain amount of pressure. Right. And 
they react with and they reacted with violence. Mm -hmm. So us, when we loud it, we're, we're low-key embarrassing them because the types of, like our parents and the people in power, the types of things that embarrass them, it's a little different from what like embarrasses us. It's like right. when, you, when you do something when you were younger, oh, I'm going to tell your uncle that I like. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. tell that nigga. Like, tell we don't care. Like, I don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they yeah. still live on like, oh my God, everybody's going to find out. Like, so that's why it's important for us to like pressure them because that, that like mentality, see that they don't want to look stupid. They don't mm -hmm. want to go to shame. And, you know, like, they, they, they know who really has the power. So that's why they try to shield information and power from the people because we really have the power all over the world. The people, not the people that you put in space, even even artists, like without supporters, I am nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they know who really has the power. And yeah. that's why like there's been, oh, we're gonna shut down the internet. Oh, you guys can't Yo. do this. Somebody wanted to sue Twitter. Um, some dumb, What? <laughs> he wanted to yeah he wanted to sh to sh to sue the CEO of Twitter because he said that they were encouraging the the nonsense in Nigeria and I'm like what are you talking about wow like, instead of addressing all that, the root problem yeah like you know like you're tweeting Trump uh, you're t telling them sorry for COVID like like what. Oh what's your right. business? Right. Like, like what, what is what's your business, business. with Trump having like right. your country is in, is in shambles and the fact that right they don't they don't really see it as you know as a problem and mm. is a problem because they don't see it as a problem is the is the problem and that those people just need to be removed like any honestly to me anybody like over like 50 55 mm. in Africa Honestly, all over the world. I don't even get. I don't even get why people that are seventy years old are presidents. Like, mm, they should be right. more advisors than yeah than presidents because they've lived more life and they can uh, like give us wisdom yeah. and options. Yeah. But they shouldn't be running the thing. They're like. Yeah. yeah. No, and I, I feel you. I feel you because I think that there's now, and I think the tide is shifting. You know what I mean? I think the tide is shifting. I think, you know, our generation and the generation after it, like Gen Z, we know what the issue is and we're solution oriented. Yeah. Like, I feel like our parents, they were just trying to get a seat at the table. But mm -hmm. now we're like, we don't even need the table. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to yeah. overthrow, we're going to lift, you know, throw the table yeah. out and just do our own thing. You know, like, yeah. we can the table, we can all, whether it's sit on the ground and build our own table, you know, or build a new table. So yeah. that's the beauty about our generation. Like, we're really not afraid to start from scratch. You know, yeah. our, the previous generations were really, like, they, they kind of, and I think there is a level of they liked that hierarchy and they like that order, but we aren't having that anymore, you know? Yeah, it's, it's toxic. It is toxic. It is toxic. And it doesn't necessarily, like, cr like, create that system where people can actually thrive. And like you're saying, for young people to really get involved in politics, get involved in their community, you know? Because I think that everything 
kind of stems from that. Like when you understand right. your community, when you understand what your people are up to, what the issues are, then you can actually create a space where they do get solved and you can live freely, you know, and, and like enjoy because yeah. life is meant to be enjoyed. Right. Yeah. You're right. It's, yeah. I think um, we're, we're so we're we want solutions. But there won't be solutions if we don't understand like where we're coming from. Mm. It, and if it's like it's like a door, right? If if the door is locked and it's like heavy, um, like how do you open the door without finding the right key? And that that right key is like the knowledge mm. and and knowing where the problem is. Or else you're just gonna keep running at that door. You might break it down, but you will hurt yourself. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, and, that, and that's how I like kind of see it. And mm -hmm. the only reason why that came is because I'm looking right at a door right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that analogy, though. I love that. I love that analogy. Oh, that was bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like, we just need to know what the, like, even for racism, where, like, what is the problem? What is the root? Like, mm. why? why do people look at black like you can meet a 40 something year old woman now and when she sees me she's nervous white woman she's yeah, yeah, nervous yeah. but a lot of people don't even understand like what the i think i was talking to a friend even yesterday she's like um yeah like the first movie ever made depicted a black man as trapped like they, there was a white man, they painted his face black. Yep. They put him in the movie and he was raping women, he was stealing, he was mm -hmm. doing all these things. Mm -hmm. So that has been programming to people and and now that's been like passed on generations mm. years later. So like, how do we unwire that? There has to be reprogramming, there has to be unlearning and we gotta do that through content, we gotta do that through movies, films, mm. talks, mm. politics. Uh, spirituality, church, right. whatever, whatever it is that you believe whatever in. Whatever medium, yeah. Yeah, every medium, like no matter, food, food, don't, yeah. everything. That rewiring and reprogramming has to happen in all mediums. For there to be a change 50 years plus now, because we're not gonna, like we're seeing like big strides mm -hmm. and it's great, like I love all the you know, all the progressive things happening, but the real effect probably won't be felt until we're like 80 or something or gone. Completely. No, and I love that you said that because I think that there's like, that's the missing link, you know? And like, you know, what you're mentioning is really called intersectionality, where it's like everything yeah. links. So it's like until, you know, black people are free, we like we won't get the highest quality of education we won't get the highest quality of just our lives we won't get um just again dismantling racism like until we systemically address all of the issues which can be addressed you know what i mean even climate change yeah. you know climate change comes from this idea of just excess like we don't need to have all these different Birkin bags, you know, we don't need to have all these different, like, just all these different, like, labels and, des like, design, don't get me wrong, like, designers are nice, and, like, owning these things are great, but, like, producing a collection, producing, you know, the phone every year, like, you don't have to do that, 
you know like there's yeah. this created this idea that like every single moment there has to be something that's new and that's just mm-hmm. not how the world needs to operate you know what i mean we can operate from a space of um like just collectively sharing you know what i mean that's why like all of us love to thrift now you know we all yeah. like, our generation is like we'll go make it ourselves we'll go cut right. our shirts like okay we like this we don't have it in that color okay we're gonna rock it in blue like it's, right. it's really not it's really not a big deal to us you know and like yeah maybe if they add if some parents add some seasoning to their food like they will address the issue you know what i mean like you said foods and i was like yeah like paprika does something to the soul you know like if right. you it, you'll, know, you'll know and definitely speaking of music congratulations on mirage i think Thank you. you know Thank big you. Big, big, big round of applause because I think that it's important for us to have love songs. You know what I mean? We need yes. we need love songs. We need songs that are created by us, for us. So just tell me more about the inspiration behind Mirage, even in the midst of all that is going on. You know what I mean? We still need love. We still need to be loved and to be felt. So, yeah, tell me more about what inspired you and the name where did the name come from uh the name so it was originally supposed to be called lala mm-hmm. and um i wasn't i was i was like 90 percent sold on it and my manager was like 25 percent sold on it <laughs> so she, we were just like all right what you know what can we call it because essentially this is like mirage is just an invitation to to like my world and how mm. when the type of person I am just I, just, I love love and love and platonic and romantic yeah. um, and like how we're able to navigate all these feelings and emotions in the digital world that we live in so it's mm. like just welcoming to my like mirage and a mirage is like it was an optical is it yeah. optimal? optical Opti- it's like yeah, opti- yeah optical illusion yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like, you know, just welcome into this mirage because I, we're probably going to be living in this space forever. Like technology isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Like digital space isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Excuse me. So um, it was just like, yeah, just welcome and just get on this journey with us and hopefully everyone, people can find themselves. And mm. I think people have been finding themselves in like each story and maybe sometimes all of the stories and I was just sharing how I felt about things. I didn't realize that, I didn't realize it would help people heal. Mm-hmm. I saw like the first tweet, somebody was like, and I didn't even know I was making that type of music. But somebody oh, was interesting. Like, yeah, like I, somebody was like, yeah, I didn't, somebody said, um, yes, the Healing King just dropped new music. And I was like, the Healing oh. King? Like, what? Right? Like, what does that mean? And I did not like in like three, four days. I saw healing. It's help. It's helping me get through end SARS. It's helping me get yeah. through depression. I'm like, yeah. oh snap! I'm just. I just. I was just sharing how I felt. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the beauty about you know 
truly being in your element, I feel like you may never even really know all the impact that it has, but just to know mm. that it's resonating, like, you know, the, the three stories that you've shared, like, and then from that, you know, like, it just trickles into their networks and their communities, you know, but right. I do, yeah. I do believe that, you know, music and like all creative work, but music, especially like that one, you know, Bob Marley said, you know, it hits you and you feel no pain, like, right. that has a different level of just energy and um you know healing you know and that mm -hmm. ability to like translate across masses like i'm sure there's people who don't speak english that resonate with your music you know right. and like, yeah I'm sure... right I'm you like, know you even know what i'm saying <laughs> they they feel it they feel it yeah. they, feel it. they feel it no my my favorites are floating my mm -hmm. two personal favorites are floating and sweet and tender. Those are my wow, two. Okay. Those are my two. Those are my two. You know, okay. the vibes, the vibes. And yeah. I, I, I like that you are emphasizing also that it's not just romantic love, you know, that platonic love. And I think that now more than ever, like maintaining those connections are so important, you know? Yeah. So like being able to like reach out to a friend, like call up the homies, like, you know, like get in touch with each other. Like that yeah. is really, really imperative in this time. Right. And like, even in the sense of like using digital spaces, like have you been able to just like do any um, online performances? How has that been even going for you? If you've done some, if you kind of hate it, I know some artists are like, listen, like I'm not doing any of that. I'm not going live. I'll do a live to talk to people. I'm not going to sing on live. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did, I did a bunch. Well, not a bunch. I did a few like really early. Yeah. All the way to like, I did, well, I did some early. I didn't do any, like, June. I don't remember doing anything June. Yeah. Did some, like, late July to, like, July, August. And I haven't done some in a while, but I've also, like, talked to other artists' friends that, mm -hmm. you know, at first they thought it was weird, but they ended up booking gigs that have paid very well and just helped them get through, you know. Um, For real. Quarantine. I'm talking about like even bigger artists, like big, way bigger than me. And I'm like, wow, I don't completely hate it. Um, it's just a different as, way, you it's know? Different. Yeah. It's different. Like I, like I enjoy it. I just enjoy what I do for a yeah. living. So, you know, if, if somebody is watching me on the phone, that's cool. Like if somebody, <laughs> I could do that until we get to do it in person in you know person, in yeah. person and so you know talk more about just like how the promotion has because i know i saw on your instagram that like you know because of the nsars movement you weren't able to really you know talk that much about mirage but yeah. it was still going you know numbers were doing great you know because yeah. of what it was providing so just talk to me more about just how you felt like you know you kind of did the whole you know the j cole thing you know where you just like no promo you just dropped it and like you know minimal here and there and like you're on a billboard in kenya like yeah. what did that really feel like for you even going forward into your like you know i'm sure you're working on other things like you know, if that promotion is really, I mean, of course it's necessary, but just like what that meant for you. Um, stopping it meant everything for me because if, if, if the police, if they're killing everybody that's listening to my project, then who am I making the music for? <laughs> right. No, and that's facts. 
That's they big care bags. everybody. So even if I'm being selfish, I have to care. Yo. I have to care, and Yo. they need to stop so that people are listening to my music. But I'm not even being selfish. I just, it also, this, this year has really taught me that I really, like, I'm really passionate about people. Mm. Um, and that's why I create, and that's, like, almost everything I do is connected to somebody else. Why do you yeah. do this? So that my mom, why do you do this? So that kids can, why do you do this? So my siblings can. Why yeah. like I don't have a dream car, I don't have a dream house, I don't have like a dream anything like the only thing I can think of when I get rich is buy Jordan Elevens. That's like that's the that's it. Like everybody You like, heard it. Not, not the Affleck family should like somebody should just, you know, slide that your way. Jordan Elevens, hey, right. what size? What size? Like <laughs> What's up? Right. <laughs> The next but, um, drop. Sure, what's up? Right. I just learned, I just learned that I, you mm. know, I cared more about people than, like, just the regular stuff. So, like, whatever I could do to help people anywhere yeah. in the world, um, most especially black people, like, I'm, I'm with it, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that is the essence of why your work resonates, you know, because... You can feel, and this is something I've learned this year, is that you can really feel the intention. You know, I mean, you may not feel it at first, but like when something is genuine, it really does do something different to you versus something that's just made out of, you know, getting money or, you know, to look good. Like you can, you can kind of sense the difference, you know, like something that's truly genuine. So to right. know that that's your genuine intention is the, I definitely more, I mean, it just adds to the talent and adds to all the craft and adds to the work that you put in because you know that it's not necessarily about you, you know, it's right. about the people that you want to inspire, the people that you want to speak to and the people that right. you, you know, love and care for. You know, and like I, you know, I completely love that you were able to like, you know, you had to put your own kind of career on the side and like not go to school so that your siblings can go to school, you know, and like being a part of the whole like DACA process here in the U.S. For those who don't know, I think it stands for like deferred action, right? Deferred Uh, action for childhood arrivals. Yeah, yeah. Deferred action for childhood arrivals. Like for you to, you know, be a part of that program and add like a face to it, you know, just talk more about like that whole experience and just like, especially as Africans, because I feel like sometimes we get scared to talk about these things. And like, it's very, you know, like, I don't know if your parents are like this, but it's like, if you're traveling, don't tell anyone just when we arrive, that's what we'll say, we've arrived, you know? So it's like, this, like, I know that there are, there was probably some hesitation, you know, to really come forward. So just talk a bit more. And like, also to say that you had to, you know, put your like career and whole like dreams on the side so that your siblings can um, take advantage. So just talk to us more about that. Yeah, I mean, um, there was hesitation because of the fear that was instilled in me from the the adults that were also that are also undocumented, mm. and I uh, I empathize with them 
because it's like living in a place of fear in this country. It's like, it's such a real thing. Like you can't really do things and, and freely. You can't, they can't, like you can't really travel. Sometimes you can't even travel from state to state. Yeah. It's a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. But I also really like being someone growing up in this generation, millennial, it's like, I think our voices can make a change. Right. And when people think undocumented, when people think immigrants, they immediately think Latino. Yes. And I was, um, I didn't even know that my own guitar player that I've been gigging with for like a year plus was also a DACA recipient until I mentioned that, wow. until he saw like the write-up and that he's like, oh, bro, you know I'm a DACA recipient. So I was like, no way. So there yeah. are people who are scared to speak up and because I just care about their voices. Like, I, I, I don't mind walking into the fire on behalf of somebody. I don't mind sharing what they feel and being the piece to like, okay, this is what this person is trying to say, what's up? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I've always, my mom told me that I, even when, ever since I was like young, I've just always been like, joyful and like mm. just concerned and worried about like how other people feel like yeah. how she said like the first day in school she dropped me off i was just asking this kid like are you crying it's okay like you, know, you, know what I'm and, like, you were like, and, like oh, right the yeah and you know i heard sharing those story things like that with me it was like oh this is why i'm I'm like this, like, so mm. coming out was just like, okay, there are other kids that want to be, maybe not musicians, but they want to be doctors. They want to be lawyers and they're scared because they're DACA recipients or they're completely undocumented. Right. Not with nothing. It's like, just try it. Just try. Like, just try it. Just, just do it. We live in a, we live like, Technology is so powerful and like social media, even though it has its negatives to it, like it's so powerful to get to get you work, like to get something moving for you. Um, so I just wanted to be that, like to help people speak. And it's very encouraging to like get messages. And mm-hmm. um, now I, the other day I saw like another DACA artist who's, um, I forgot his name, I need to. Toby, are you talking about Toby? He just oh no, Toby Toby Lou Toby Lou also is um he he wasn't a DACA recipient but he was he was, I, I don't know if he was DACA but he yeah, I don't think he was DACA yeah he just got yeah he was on yeah. like he was on a like I think waiting for his interview for like years years yo you know? like, yeah like why like even that system if they exactly. really can that needs to be changed and broken. Like, why do you wait 18 years just to get a green card? 18 years. Yo, yo, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I think that that is something that, you know, it's so, and thank you for sharing. And thank you. I think, like, you know, what you just mentioned, like the fact that you were willing to go through the fire just so that somebody else, again, it's just connected to your purpose and connected to the idea of like helping others, you know, like the fact that you know that, is already so powerful 
you know and like that's something that's was innate in you like i know you said your mom told you like you were always this person but did you always just kind of know like i want to help people i want to work with people because i think a lot of our generation struggle sometimes with finding their purpose you Mm -hmm. know that's always the question that like you know like i get asked sometimes about like this like for pot like the podcast and like how did you know this was your purpose and it's like I still don't know if it's my purpose, but I'm enjoying it, you know? So it's yeah. like when that, when that um, idea or the idea of purpose, what, do you, what, what would you say your purpose is? And do you think that you are already fulfilling it? Yeah, I think, um, I think my, uh, I think my, my purpose is to serve God. Mm. And you can't serve God truly and not serve his people. Mm-hmm. So if somebody asked Jesus, like, yeah. who's, the, um, who's the greatest among you? And Jesus was like, well, the person that serves the best yes. is yeah. the greatest. And they were like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> but now, <laughs> right, like, okay. the disciples are like, oh, whatever. <laughs> okay, so like, um, and, um, and like that makes so much sense. The people that make up, that really make of like leave a big footprint, are the people that do something to people, mm-hmm. right? If they do something bad, like Hitler did something like did bad things to people and his footprint is horrible, but it's still something we know. But then there's um, Nelson Mandela, there's Martin Luther King, there's, um, you know, like there's so Obama. Many icons, like, right. Yeah, these iconic figures that did something to people. So if you can serve well, and I think that's just, that's just my purpose, like to serve God and, mm. and help his people. So part of serving God is helping his people. and whatever that's connected to that in at the moment it's just it's really music and music is like something i just love and kind of comes easy so i'll probably do that forever but it's gonna grow into like it's already growing now it's gonna grow like yeah directing mm-hmm. um, creating um i don't even want to say like fashion but just connecting people to got like, merch people. okay we love it yeah, yeah. So, like, i mean like ulala is i like to say ulala is like my fenty beauty and my my yeezy you know what i'm saying hey ulala means just happy to be alive despite yeah. all the hardships that we go through in life mm. so um ulala helps me when i'm sad sometimes i just think ulala and i, I just feel better I listen to my music and yeah. you know feel better. So that's what Ulala is to me. And like Ulala is bigger than Manuel. Ulala is bigger than me. Ulala is for God. Ulala is yeah. for His people. And so just moving in these different spaces to help people is what I want to do. That's that's my purpose. I love that. I love that. And I think that that is really what it's about. You know, I think like you have yeah. to kind of come to that the breaking of yourself you know what i mean it's like you know yeah. and i think there's that's even scripture when it's like you know when you come to the end of yourself that's when you know who you mm-hmm. are you know and that's when you yeah. know god and that's where you can like continue to 
to be and live in that space, you know? And it's really, it's so inspiring. It is so inspiring. So what's next? What can we expect? I know that's usually always, what's the next album? What's the next EP? No, I'm more interested in just like, where do you, you know, what can we expect to see? From you. Uh, you don't right have to now, tell us. Yeah, you don't have to tell us specifics if you don't want to. <laughs> we love that. But I, mean, I know you said ooh la la. You, I know you said some products. But um, uh, yeah, products. Eventually, mm-hmm. um, we're gonna do we're gonna do Mirage merch, but not really like just ooh la la. But we're gonna do Mirage merch first. But I'm in a space where like I'm helping people work on their projects so i'm writing and i'm producing so like it just goes back to really helping and creating songs that they can use to help people as well wow wow yeah that's where i'm in right now just like that's why i was in la just getting sessions and like creating songs and ideas and beats and and hooks and full songs so like just anything that we can, okay, here, this is what, this is a canvas, this is where we started. You can mm-hmm. use it, you can add to it, we can complete it together, like, but we just want to help you do what you need to do to get to, to, to release it or to get to the next level. So that's, that's both bigger mm-hmm. artists, artists, you know, on like my level mm-hmm. and artists that, that are a little like newer into the You game. on that level, you on that, I see no levels. <laughs> I see no levels, but I think of Manny Wells. I see Thank no you. levels. You want that? You want that? For real. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And so, yeah, I also hear, you know, I feel like you could do record label. I see your Diddy, you know, you're helping people. You're going to add them to your <laughs> add them to your roster. We heard it um, here first on AfroLit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, eventually, eventually, yeah, we'll like, yes. we'll create like um, official like situations. But uh-huh. like even, even the music industry, <laughs> hey, we don't know. We, we don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We'll, we'll see, man. Like, I'm just yeah. really excited to, to keep growing. And mm-hmm. I have a lot of great people around me that are helping push and propel my vision and helping it come to pass. And most awesome. importantly, I have, I have God with me. So I ain't tripping. Exactly. That's exactly where we all need to be. Oh my goodness. This was such a great conversation. Yeah. Like I yeah, no, I feel inspired. I need to like write some stuff <laughs> down. I need to get back in with my creative flow, you know, like what is <laughs> now? <laughs> but yes, I have been your host, Equa PM, and it's been real. Thank you, Manny. Thank you, Manuel. Thank you. Thank you, Manny Thank Wells, you, you know, you. and um, Stream Mirage, for those who have not heard the EP, it's an EP, right? EP? Yeah, stream the EP, it's available everywhere, it's available, you know, you can't say that it's not on the app, any app that you right. use, right? Any app. any app, any app, you know, let's get these, let's definitely continue to support one another and um, Stay tuned for more. Maybe we'll have you back when you launch the products, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so you're not going to be a stranger to the Afrolit fam. All yeah, right. we, we are, we're fam now. Thank you for having me. Of course.